Here's the invitation today. Look for God in small things. Part of the core of the Christian faith is the idea of the incarnation, that somehow God, who is far greater than the entire universe, made himself so small that he could compress his greatness into a little baby. And we find him not just in the great and the large and the grandiose, where we were expecting to, we find him in small things, in unexpected places. I want to let you know how grateful I am for this community. I was recently in Kansas at Friends University with Jim Smith and a group of folks there, and numbers of you were there. It's always very moving to me. It will be wonderful to hear from anybody. I watch your videos sometimes, but then there'll be certain people that come up and will say, I'm part of the fellowship of the withered hand. And then I know there's somebody else who knows what it is to experience pain, to celebrate personal inadequacy. And we find a kind of common ground. There's a kind of bonding that happens in common pain. I was just reading that does not happen in common belief. And I'm so grateful for the way that we find each other in unexpected small ways. And that's how God often works. Now, uh, here's quite a remarkable fact. I thought my son-in-law first told me about this last week, put it in the form of a question. If you had to guess how many ants there are for every person on earth, what would you guess? If you had to say for each person, it's X number, go ahead and make your estimate. I did. I was way off. It is according to a quite recent study that came out uh, about 2 million ants per person. There are Something on the order it is now thought of 20 quadrillion ants in the world. And here's what is remarkable about that. Just as we think together about God, we were made to count. We want our lives to have an impact. But we, when we look at the scale of things, obviously, that can never happen if it doesn't happen with God. Sorry, I'm dropping stuff. Uh, so... Uh, there's that wonderful line in Orthodoxy from G.K. Chesterton when he talks about how God has the strength, the vitality, the capacity to exult in monotony. And Chesterton says, maybe the reason there are so many daisies isn't automatic necessity. Maybe God makes each one separately, but has never tired of making them. And maybe it's that way with ants. Ants exist because they are created by God. They exist in the mind of God. God cares for all of his creation. All the creation is groaning, we are told, because it's waiting for its liberation that will come when the sons of God are revealed. God has something in plan for his creation. And then when I was thinking about the greatness of God, I was thinking about this line. This is from Psalm 147. The psalmist says uh, how good it is to sing praises to our God. He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. He determines the number of stars. Now, the most recent thinking, as best as I can ascertain it is, that in our particular galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy, there are something on the order of a hundred billion stars. And that's one galaxy. It is currently thought that there are something like two trillion galaxies. So there are something like 200 trillion billion stars. And God made every one of them. It is not taxing for him. And God knows each one by name. 
200 sextillion stars, I think that is. That's way more than ants. So then God could create every single ant separately and know each one by name and love them, not just as a mass. The biomass of ants, amazingly enough, is more than that of wild mammals and birds combined. But every one of them is known by God and delighted in and cared for by God. And then you and me, there is no place, there is not the smallest place where God is not present and God is not concerned. I was thinking about that. A friend of mine, Jake, sent me a study by Pew recently that talks about how over the last several decades, the number of people in the United States that count themselves Christian has declined from 90% to about 64% right now since maybe 1970. And we wonder, what will that mean for the future? And we try to project out ahead. And I think there ought to be a response for those of us who follow Jesus that combines both a deep sense of urgency. Every human being needs to know that they're made in God's image and loved by God. And it deserves the very best we have to give to it. Our best efforts and our best thoughts and our best love and our best servanthood. Great urgency and at the same time, a great confidence that God knows what he is doing and that his project ultimately does not depend on us, but upon him. So the invitation today is find him in the small moments, which doesn't mean that they don't matter or that you can be lax. Bring your best to those small moments. We're learning from the masters about making our lives count. One of the classic books about this is called The Sacrament of the Present Moment by Jean-Pierre de Cassade. And he talks about how God speaks to us today as he spoke to our forefathers in days gone by. Before, he writes, there were spiritual directors or methods of direction. Spiritual life then was a matter of a lot of simplicity, he says. When people were more direct and unsophisticated, all they knew was that each moment brought its appointed task faithfully to be accomplished. That's a staggering thought. Each moment brings its appointed task faithfully to be accomplished. That was enough for the spiritually minded in those days. All their attention was focused on the present, minute by minute, like the hand of a clock that marks the minutes of an hour covering the distance along which it has to travel. Constantly prompted by divine impulsion, they found themselves imperceptibly turned towards the next text, text task that God had ready for them at each hour of the day. So right now, this is your task to find God in this moment, in these words. And then another moment will come and you will talk with somebody or you will turn on your computer or you will get into your car or you will care for a child and you will find God there, and God will have a task for you. God knows you by name, like he knows all 200 sextillion stars and all 40 quadrillion ants, and he cares for you more than he does for all of them put together. We find him, uh, De Kassad says, in what he calls the sacrament of the present moment. Sacrament is something that's quite ordinary, bread, wine, that becomes a vehicle for the extraordinary. Tony Campola used to say that the Catholics believe that uh, uh, when we receive the sacrament, that by a miracle, the bread becomes his body and the wine 
becomes his blood. In the Reformed tradition, Presbyterian, and so they believe that the bread's still bread, the wine's still wine, but somehow Jesus comes shining through. The Baptist tradition, in which I grew up, we believe that the bread remains bread, but the wine miraculously uh, turns into grape juice. But whatever your idea is about what happens in the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, the idea is that the present moment, this ordinary time, your waking, sleeping, eating, working, playing, laughing, crying, reading, learning, talking moment is a sacrament. It is made holy by the presence of God, but you will miss it if you don't look for it in little ways. De Cassad writes, uh, what is seen in the lives of those who follow Christ, the lives of those in scripture, what is seen is similar to what happens to the rest of humankind. But what is unseen, that which faith discovers and unravels, is nothing less than God fulfilling his mighty purpose. That is, can be happening in your life. That's what makes a life count. And then he just bursts into this wonderful praise. Oh, bread of angels, celestial manna, precious evangel, sacrament of the present moment. You bring God to the mean surroundings of a lowly stable in a manger among straw and hay. To whom do you give yourself? God reveals himself to the humble in small things. So now this is your day. You matter immensely to God. Enough for him to communicate himself to you through the person of Jesus, through scripture, through friends, through creation, through these words right now. You can make this moment a sacrament, something ordinary that is filled with the extraordinary, with the divine, and then the next moment, and then the next moment, and then the next moment. That's the goal. Find God. Find God in small things. Give your absolute best. Be devoted. Your best thoughts, your best dreaming, your best intentions, your best prayer, your best energy, your best rest your best love to small moments and you have no idea how God will use them. Make this moment count. Thanks for joining us here at becomenew.me. If you'd like to receive the daily emails that go along with each video, let us know at becomenew.me at gmail.com or if you want prayer, you can text us at 855-888-0444. Thank you.